If you've been thinking about starting a passive income stream and are wondering if Amazon is the right business platform for you, the answer is it depends on if you know what to sell and how to do it in a way that outperforms your competition. Stay tuned, friends, because we've got Anna Davidson here with us today. She's an Amazon international bestseller and expert, and she's here to share her secrets so you can confidently say yes to becoming an Amazon online seller. You're listening to the Sticky Brand Lab podcast, where time-strapped professionals like you learn how to create a business you love in as little as three hours a week. So, Lori, do you prefer shopping online or in-store? It actually depends on what I'm shopping for. I enjoy the convenience of online shopping, most definitely. But there are some things that I like to buy in-store. What about you? Do you prefer online or in-store? You know, sometimes I really do enjoy browsing through the aisles of a brick and mortar. But there are times that I really do prefer shopping online, really because I, I live in such a small town. There's only like one or two stores to browse aisles of. So <laughs> they don't always have what I'm looking for. So I do find it really convenient to shop online rather than to drive to the next biggest town and hope they have what I'm looking for. Well, Nola, you and I are not alone. There are a lot of people who prefer to shop online, an estimated $2 billion, actually. And one reason has to do with just how convenient and easy it is. Yes, that's true. But that convenience doesn't apply to selling online. In fact, there's quite a learning curve. And that's the case whether you're selling on Etsy, Amazon, or your own website, or any number of other e-commerce sites. To be a successful entrepreneur, you must understand the details of your business. And the same holds true whether you're a new or established seller on Amazon. If you've been on Amazon recently, and frankly, who hasn't? You know, there's a lot of competition, which is great if you're a buyer because it gives you options for finding the product you want in stock. But what if you're an aspiring entrepreneur trying to get your products sold? Does having a lot of competition make it easier or harder to be successful on the platform? To find the answers to these questions and many more, we're joined by our returning guest expert, Anna Davidson. Anna is a genius when it comes to e-commerce and digital branding. She's the author of the book, She Made It Happen. She's been featured in Forbes and is a host of Your Freedom podcast, as well as the founder of Etsy Queen Accelerator and Amazon 101 Academy, where she helps students throughout the U.S., Europe, Australia, and around the globe build products and brands. With more than 15 years of experience in online marketing and her own success as an Etsy and Amazon seller since 2013, Anna is passionate about empowering women to launch their own profitable and wildly successful Amazon businesses. She's here today to share her experience, tips, insights, and marketing know-how so you can create and launch your own successful Amazon products. Welcome back, Anna. Hey, ladies. It's great to be back. Loving this show. <laughs> so glad that you're here. The last time you were here, you shared your knowledge about Etsy and gave us and our listeners so much helpful information for getting started on the platform. So naturally, we're excited to have you here today to talk about Amazon. But before we do, can you talk a little bit about your background and how you got started on Amazon? 
Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I worked in the corporate world for many years, worked in the pharmaceutical industry, I had the whole company car, but always had that entrepreneurial thing that needed to get out of me. And I wanted to run my own uh, business. And it was the online world. I really wanted to do that. And that was because I'd become a mum. I wanted to work flexibly, but I was always ambitious in the corporate world. I was going up that uh, corporate ladder and I was the breadwinner at the time for my family. And I think like a lot of women, we want it all. We want to be a good mum, but we also have our ambitions. We want a good income. And I turned to the online world. I did a lot of sort of digital marketing, invested in myself, which I think is really important to learn new skills and strategies. And I actually laugh at myself because I did stumble across Amazon and physical products because I remember actually the previous year, somebody who are now I'm very good uh, friends with approached me online about selling on eBay and I really dismissed it. I was like, oh, why would I want to sell on eBay, you know? And then the next thing, within like a few months, I'd stumbled across an Amazon webinar and it really was the fulfillment side of things, the fulfillment by Amazon that really kind of got me excited because I think it's great that as online entrepreneurs, we can create our own physical product brands, send them from China or India or even from our own country, like in the US or the UK, as I am, and send them into the Amazon warehouse. And Amazon can do all that kind of messy bit, as I see it, the fulfillment, shipping out to customers, dealing with returns, so that we can really focus on building our brands and the marketing side of things. So that was why I got involved. And I think for me as well, over in the UK, we have, maybe you've got the dollar store, haven't you? Yes. We have like the pound shop here. So eBay is a little bit like that, the dollar store. Whereas Amazon, I think, is we have Waitrose here in the UK and maybe it's a bit like Target. Yeah. Amazon, we buy off Amazon because we think we're buying from Amazon as a customer and we're buying into that. We want same day or next day delivery. We know we can order those everyday items. We've got the reassurance that we can return those items. I think I meet a lot of solopreneurs or female entrepreneurs that are really bought into the products they're selling. They're trying to sell off their own store. They've got a boutique store or something like that. But the power of Amazon is that customers trust Amazon to get it on time, to prime member, you can get it on time and you know you can return it. And I know that from testing and testing offline advertising as well, that I find that if I'm trying to get more sales on my own store, I find it increases my Amazon sales. Because people will see my product and then come to my store and think, oh, is it going to get here on time? Is it going to come from China or how is it? You know, they don't trust my store, whereas they trust Amazon. They'll go look for my brand. So, and that, that's the power of Amazon, as well as, of course, the fact that right now it's turning over $17 million an hour. And that's just the US marketplace. You know, it's a huge marketplace. And they've done so well during the pandemic as well. Yes, absolutely. It's just a trusted brand. So right now, how many products or uh, niches are you currently in on Amazon? In fact, my journey started in the supplement niche. I think because my background was pharmaceutical industry, I think I secretly, probably subconsciously wanted my own drugstore. But um, <laughs> and also, I kind of was like, I'd left that industry and I've got to say, I'd seen behind the curtains, you know, yeah. <laughs> I'm a lot more holistic with my approach to healthcare. So I created a prenatal vitamin. I had a skin, hair and nail vitamin, weight loss. Yeah, this is a warning for anybody. It got really saturated, really competitive. There's only so much you can do really to differentiate. The big boys, because this was like my first brand, were completely smashing it compared to me. And they had that 
equity behind them to invest in a lot of advertising. So I decided to sell that brand and then went into beauty products and just sort of really wanted to kind of learn a lot and sold like a beard grooming product. I had, I've done electric scooters and hoverboard and then now really focusing on my bamboo brand and also seasonal products this last year because there are a lot of summer products that I just did in the UK just to test. I also sell in the US and Australia and there's so many different marketplaces now like there's Singapore and Dubai and Poland and all those different European locations coming on. And it's great because we can just send all our stock to all these different fulfillment centers and Amazon will look after the rest. So there's so many different categories and different products that I sell in different marketplaces because every geography is different. That's the thing to remember. So to date, what has been your most and least successful products that you've sold on Amazon? So it's funny because the hoverboards that I did, do you remember the segways when they first yeah. came out? Yeah. And they were all exploding at the same time. Do you remember? Yeah. I had 350, I think, of them coming over. It was all going on in the news. It was quarter four, I think it was 2018, I think. Well, it might have been 17, actually. And it was a really popular product. I'd never done kind of like a gimmicky type product, you know, that was a trend type product. And it was also really high investment because each one was costing me £130, so probably nearly $200 uh, per unit. Now, they've come down a lot since then, but when they first came out, that was sort of pricing them. And I was selling them for around about £300, £350, about nearly $500. So it was a good profit margin, but it was also a high investment because most of my products are selling for like 30 to $50. So it was a big risk, but I had to like years of experience. Started selling them around Black Friday weekend and was completely crushing it. I was getting, I was like playing tunes on the evening. And, oh my God. I'd never seen my Amazon account so big. Wow. Yeah. And I was also doing it with another guy. We were like doing it together because he had one of the suppliers and we knew that these had been tested. We got a bit greedy and we're like, oh my God, this has gone so well. Let's get another order through. And we had some more orders and they got seized at customs oh. with trading standards. Now, I did something that I say to people don't ever do. I was started to sell them not by fulfillment by Amazon, by merchants that I was shipping them out. And because there was a real demand for them, I was getting the sale and then saying that it was going to be shipped within a week and then they all got seized. Oh. So I did have the stock to fulfill. Oh, no. And I want to say to people, don't ever do that because you need to make sure that you can fulfill the item. And of course, I then took that risk. Luckily, I was doing it with someone else. So at least we could be like, oh, my God, what are we going to do together? Um, we had to find people that had them and the quality ones already had stock, buy them at a wholesale price. It was a lot higher than what we were getting them for to fulfill. We also then had Amazon send all of our customers that bought one an email to say, please dispose of the item because of this whole issue with the safety and Amazon will refund you. And we were like, what? This is costing us so much per unit. Back then, you actually, when you got the customer's order, you got the customer's address and telephone number. Now Amazon don't give you all of that information. It was the first time I'd ever had to do this. I actually telephoned all the different customers because I didn't want them to dispose of the item because, you know, a lot of people who wanted to scam us would have said, oh, we'll dispose of it and keep it and I'm going to get a refund. And just basically a lot of people were concerned because of what they were reading in the media. Reassured them, sent them the documentation that we had. And most of the orders we saved, but it was one of the most stressful periods. It just went this massive high of my Amazon account nearly having like a quarter of a million in it. 
Wow. To just that over a few days to then this like return situation. There was a big lesson in that though. One, the greed. We should have just had that first order and first number of units and not got greedy. And also just selling a product that was really trending and in the media and that whole experience around that. And also selling a product that was of higher value. So there was lots of experience. So that was kind of like... It was the best product initially and became the most challenging product overnight. So it just shows the impact of the media Mm -hmm. on things like Mm -hmm. that. As well as the influence of their control of the platform that you're selling on. Absolutely as well, because I think... When you are dealing with these platforms, you know, Amazon is a huge marketplace. It's like dealing with Facebook and Google and there are like lots of sort of criteria and processes and restrictions and you can't kind of pick up the phone to a human being. And that's what I think a lot of people don't realize when they get into the Amazon world. So I have a comparison question now. If I were a successful seller on Etsy... Would that skill directly translate to Amazon? Would I make a good seller on Amazon just because I'm a good seller on Etsy? Not necessarily. It all depends on the product. Amazon is better for those everyday items, but also because it's got more competitive over the years, being a little bit more quirky and standing out a little bit is a lot better. I mean, I actually have my products on Etsy and sometimes fulfill some of them from Amazon. So I link the two, not all of them, but some of them have stock in the Amazon warehouse. So I think the benefit of Amazon is, one, it's a huge marketplace. And two, it's got the fulfillment side of things. Yes, you can get your own fulfillment center, but different fulfillment centers work in different ways. So they're, if they're going to ship a product out late, they will pay the cost to make sure it gets there. Amazon want to kind of remove or make it harder for people who are not selling brands. You know, they want us to be trademarked. You don't have to be, but they're encouraging us and rewarding us for being a brand, you get superior listings. You can link up with the influencers. And now, with Am- I don't know if you've seen Amazon Live, where it's like a QVC channel. Imagine Facebook Lives. It's all integrated onto the Amazon marketplace. So if you go to amazon.com forward slash live, you can see it. And you can only be part of that if you are a registered brand. To me, Etsy, you are the brand. If I go there, I can send a message directly to you. But when I'm on Amazon, I often feel like the product is front and center. I have no idea who the actual person that is sending me the product I'm interested in. All I know is one fulfillment can do it today and maybe somebody else can't do it until next week. Am I thinking about this correctly? Yeah, because Etsy is more of a personal, it's got like personalization. Amazon are focusing on that, the brands more than the individual shop owner, even though 60% or nearly 60%, I think it's like 59% of the products sold on Amazon are individual third-party sellers like me, which I think a lot of people are surprised about. Yes, I'm very surprised by this. So You have an academy. You teach people how to sell on Amazon. Is that for somebody who's just beginning or is that for somebody who has been on Amazon and wants to take their game to the next level? It's for both, really. What I've put together with the Amazon 101 program is it's a 12-month coaching program and it gives you that time to build your six-figure Amazon business at the end of it. And within it, we have a weekly mastermind call. So you get all the videos, you get the step-by-step, I introduce you to my Chinese agents and my contacts in India as well. I take you through from discovering what niche you're going to go to or create. Similar to like the Etsy stuff we were talking about previously, 
but really focusing on brands and how do you actually create your own private label brand from either importing from China or more recently because there have been sort of fulfillment delays and logistics and stuff like that, maybe creating it in Mexico in the US or from maybe wholesalers in the UK, having that flexibility of where you're sourcing from. But I think sourcing from somewhere like China is quite scary for someone that's not done it before. So I bring my Chinese agents into the group and we have different masterclasses where people can actually speak directly and know that I've dealt with these people for years and these people are, you know, the ones to trust type of thing, you know. And I think the weekly hand-holding, because like I was touching on, Amazon isn't probably the easiest, just like it's similar to Facebook, Google and all these kind of digital platforms that buying a course is all good, isn't it? If you've got the video step by step, but you are bound to get into a bit of a challenge guaranteed like I'm like 100% on that that you are going to need to reach out but having a weekly zoom call where not everybody attends every week but generally most people do but for me it's about getting stuff done so I bring different experts from the industry in on different topics whether it's PPC advertising or if you want to get a trademark for your brand so that it is really like a mastermind but it's a 12-month program it's a long-term program Uh, That sounds really fascinating. What would you say are the very basics to getting started? What are the things that they need to keep in mind or some pre-steps that they need to do? The biggest question I get asked is, which kind of product should I sell? You know, what are the best products to sell? Everybody wants to know that. And I think deciding on your first product or which niche you're going to go into is a bit of a challenge. It took me six months to decide on that when I was on my journey. In the program, we have a one-to-one 90-minute session at the beginning when people come into it so that we can come to that call, brainstorm all the different products that you are interested in. And I give them a few different sites to go and look at like Google Trends or looking on social media and different things as well to compare and come to that call with three ideas. So I'll give you some tasks that then on that call, we can make the decision which niche you're going to go into and which product we're going to dive into. And I help them look at, because I've got softwares, whether it be Jungle Scout or Helium 10, these softwares can help us research the demands and the competition. But I think the difference I make is I kind of support people making that decision because it is like all so many thousands of different products. Which one is the right one to start with? You know, there's a saying, you shouldn't put all your eggs in one basket. If you're an aspiring seller, should you automatically be thinking, only Amazon? Amazon's the place for me or Amazon is the first step? And I should also think about being on Etsy and eBay or having my own website, e-commerce site. What's the right way to think about it? I agree with you. I don't think you should put all your eggs in one basket. I do think Amazon is probably the quickest to get started because it's the biggest marketplace. But I think once you start growing your brand on Amazon, then you want to start looking at other marketplaces like, does my brand fit for Etsy? Because it might not. And then, of course, building your own store. I think building your own store is the most challenging to get customers. But you need to invest in building your customer base and also marketing. But the great thing about it when you have is that it's all yours, isn't it? And you've built that brand long term. So you're right. I think starting on Amazon, though, gives you that foot in the door and that acceleration. But then I think it's important to make sure that you are selling on other marketplaces and your own store so you can really maximize your brand online. On the episode with Etsy, you talked about the categories. There were three main categories for Etsy. Handmade, vintage, and unique. Is that the same categories for Amazon or does Amazon have a totally different 
category. Yeah, it's totally different on Amazon. Basically, the world's your oyster on Amazon. There's just so many different categories that you can go for. There are certain categories that you have to get ungated for. It means that you need to ask permission to Amazon to sell in those categories. Because on Amazon, you have to get approved to sell grocery, beauty, jewellery, health and personal care. So anything where the customer needs to be protected, toys as well. And Amazon just want to make sure that where you're sourcing the item from and that you are a legitimate company at the end of the day. So it's to protect the customer. How many categories are you in currently? I'm only in three categories at the moment. So in my bamboo products, I've got mainly in home and kitchen. And I also sell some beauty products and I've done some seasonal products. And then I also did some ones that were for the summer period as well. So they were like home and garden products. So would you advise people to enter Amazon in more than one niche or is that really reserved for the pros? So I think the beginning, I tried all these different categories. And I think at the beginning, you don't want to build the Ferrari. You want to just get the practice and learn from the whole process. Sometimes it's a bit like when we focus on logos and building our website, but we haven't thought about customer side of things, you know. So I think it's important to just follow the process and learn at the beginning. Maybe try a different few categories that you're interested in. If you want to focus on one particular niche and have several products that you build on that brand, then you can exit that brand and make quite a considerable amount of money for yourself. So that is what I'm focusing on with my bamboo range at the moment. And that's what I'd recommend to anybody that's kind of going into this market that you can, you know, you've learned all the process, learned all the skills, you exit that brand and get quite a good chunk of money for doing so. And then start off in a different niche and do the whole process again. So I would recommend focusing on one niche if you can. But I think just at the beginning to gain the experiences, I see a lot of people just sort of trying different products, you know. That's a really great strategy. Can you just give us a few more details about how people might choose their first product to sell and market on Amazon? In fact, I do a free program on there because it is one of the things that everyone asks me. And it's called the Amazon Profits Accelerator. I tend to do it once a month. Sometimes it might be every sort of six weeks. And this is what I go through is finding your first product. At the end of the three days, you should have that first product picked. So I just thought I'd jump, jump in there and offer that to anyone that's listening. I'm glad you did. I think the first step is just brainstorming all the different products and ideas of different categories and different products you've seen. Maybe go on to QVC, go on Amazon.com forward slash live, go on to different, you know, I've got a social account purely for research because I sell bamboo products. I follow all these different bamboo brands on Instagram and then they'll advertise back to me with their new products and it gives me ideas. I'm not saying I'll go out and copy them, but it gives me ideas of product bundles that I can do or maybe go on to Pinterest and research products, go on to Google, have a look at Google Trends of what the most common things that people are searching for. Another strategy is that I have a look at Amazon.com, so the US platform, and see what products the US are doing so I can bring that product to the UK. And you could also probably do that with maybe some of the other European countries or maybe Australia. Just have a look at different marketplaces, have a look on Etsy and then have a look on Amazon or what products are not being sold on Amazon because the same customer might want that product next day, whereas an Etsy seller can't deliver it next day. And then you really need to get kind of like a, a key. And I mentioned this in the Etsy interview that. It's SEO, it's keywords, it's what are people typing into Amazon? What is the demand? But we don't want really to be going for those saturated products. Or if we do, how can we be different? 
Because you've got to think, who is my customer? How can I stand out? Can I do a different color? Could I have a different material? Could I bundle something with it that nobody else is doing? What is going to be my unique selling proposition to the customer? Um, Rather than, I'll get a yoga mat, I'll slap my logo on it, and I'll just hope for the best. There's so much to learn about selling online, especially selling on Amazon as they continue to grow. And you've shared so much information here. We hope that you'll come back again so we can explore some other topics and take some deeper dives. That would be great. But before we wrap up today, just to give listeners an idea of a little bit more about you, if there was to be a superhero named after you, what would that name be? <laughs> I love the question. Definitely got to be Wonder Woman. <laughs> well, that sounds really big-headed. Um, the only reason I'm saying that is that I've recently been, I'm looking long-term vision at different investments and different things. I've been learning a lot around NFTs and I've recently got one of the NFTs that is Wonder Woman. <laughs> Did you? Oh, you should do you think my uh, my poster back here is yeah. that is Wonder Woman? <laughs> I don't think is it Invisible Woman as well or Incredible Woman? Oh, Ooh, I like Incredible Woman. Incredible I think woman. you would be an Incredible Woman. <laughs> so it's definitely going to be one of those, I think, because yeah, I'm obviously always up for empowering, inspiring women, and I think as women, we we can help each other a lot. We can just empower each other and really support each other. You know, I've got this goal that I really want to inspire and impact a million women globally. Oh, wow. Yes, we'll get on that bandwagon <laughs> yes, with <we> you. Will. <laughs> <laughs> Wonder Woman. That's awesome. So thank you so much for being our guest. I can't wait to have you back. In the meantime, if someone wants to learn more about you and your offerings, your services, where should listeners go? How can they connect with you? So I mentioned about the free program that I do, the Amazon Profits Accelerator. I do that on a Facebook group. So if you jump onto my Facebook profile, find Anna Davidson. There's a link in my bio with details of that. And the same with Instagram as well. On Instagram, you've got to put in the Anna Davidson because there's so many of us. (laughs) I'm obviously the one. Um, (laughs) You can also go to theannadavidson.com as well. Okay. And we'll be sure to have all of those links in our show notes as well. So thank you so much for listening to this episode. We hope it makes all the difference in you getting started on your business so you can create your best and most exciting life. If you found the information shared here today helpful, let us know by posting here where you're listening or on our Facebook page. Not sure how to turn your idea into a profitable side business? Contact us at stickybrandlab.com forward slash contact. We'd be happy to help you. Be sure to come back next Tuesday and every Tuesday for another informative, inspiring, and motivating episode. And remember, action creates results. So tap into your desire to create a business and brand you love by taking 1% action every day. Small steps, big effects. Be sexy? Yeah. We're successful. We're sexy already. (laughs)